0: Hey guys, so we are doing some fun stuff right now. We are going to interview a couple of my friends, my closest friends, and they're going to share a little bit with you about me and um, give you some fun insights to Melissa Marti. We'll be not doing interviews for this month because we'll be doing treatments, and so we thought this would be a fun way for you to get to know me a little better, Um, so enjoy. guys so we are here today talking with my good friend Joe Mesa and um he's kind of my um sounding board a lot of times I thought you might enjoy hearing from him a little bit more about me while I'm on my staycation. So Joe, take it away, tell everybody about yourself and um
1: <laughs> I don't like talking about me man. Uh, so I am uh retired from the Air Force, met Melissa in Omaha, Nebraska. Um As you can see, I'm not in the Air Force anymore. I grew a beard out and I coach football now. And That's kind of my passion is just I get to be around kids every day and I coach high school football and get to guide young men and hopefully make them better husbands and fathers and also win a few football games and kick a few people in the ass on the way. So that's me.
0: So... Joe how would you describe our friendship because I think what we have is really unique actually in um how we banter back and forth and we both have very differing opinions on a lot of things um and Joe does not mince words when it comes to his thoughts about what I do that might be controversial <laughs> I guess it's a good word so, so
1: to describe our friendship is a difficult process I think um we met through a guy I worked for, uh, work for with whatever I replaced him when he retired. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it started out kind of weird because Melissa is a very emotional person and it's not that I'm not emotional. I think I'm emotional in different ways and, uh, I don't know. You want me to tell the whole story? Like, I don't know, No,
0: you don't have to tell the whole story. (laughs) Probably better that you don't tell the whole story.
1: (laughs) So I don't know, man. Like, um, we just, we just slowly became friends and, and kept talking and encouraging each other. And, um, she's, she's definitely been there through breakups and stuff like that for me when I am not feeling great about myself and, and, uh, you know, I feel like maybe the uh, fair sex has kicked me in the balls and I, c- you know, call Melissa up and we talk about that stuff. And I hope I, I'm trying to keep my language clean. I'm doing my best. Give me a break. I'm military and a football coach. And-
0: no worries. <laughs> so uh, so
1: we do that with each other, man. Like she, she calls me when she's, she's in a bad spot and runs stuff by me. And, you know, oftentimes I see. You know, from an outside perspective, I feel like, Melissa, you get into cycles sometimes, and I try to, you know, I've tried multiple different ways, you know, whether it's the nurturing, nice, hey, you're doing okay, Melissa, or I, you know, I've kicked you in the ass too. And I think that's okay, you know, I think we need that sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think we do too. And you're right. I do get cotton cycles, which is why I wrote Reset because you know I, I see myself in these cycles sometimes, and I want to get out of them. But it's not as easy to get out of as just writing something or saying something or thinking something. There's a lot of action involved in that too, and you need people to hold you accountable. I think a lot of times what you're really good at doing for me. Um, we have what to would have you those
1: s- people in our lives yeah. that hold us accountable because, you know unfortunately we can talk ownership and all those things that are wonderful that we find in these self-help books and uh, you know no disrespect to you ladies but I think like <laughs> women are more prone to reading all those self-help books and that's fine I, I read them too but you know they're hard to enact into our lives without someone holding us accountable
0: right and I think that you're really good at making sure that I'm walking the walk not just talking the talk even if it pisses me off when you say it sometimes it's okay i, I can piss you off too so um
1: yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: fair it's fair so if you were to tell my listeners something about me that you think they might not know or they might like to know or something what would you what would you tell them what would you say about me if you were to if you were to just kind of mm-hmm. say hey this is melissa marty and man you said emotional and i'll own that i'm a scorpio man, so like <laughs> i not using that as an excuse but i i definitely have a lot of emotions i definitely lead with my heart more than my head which gets me into most of the trouble that i have
1: well there's a there's a few things i could tell people that they probably don't know about you i think number one I, people can see the things that you are, Melissa, like people can see that you're a caring, loving person and all that stuff. The stuff that really truly defines you as a person. I think everybody can see that pretty much right away. Um, So I'm not going to talk about that stuff. It doesn't mean I won't acknowledge it, but it's the stuff that people don't see is like, I think you struggle with your self-confidence and believing in yourself and your own abilities. And, you know, I mean, you're pretty you're a really successful person, you know, and I don't think you give yourself enough credit for that. Um, and and you are stubborn. You're stubborn as all hell. And like you write these <laughs> great books that help people and they're fascinating and they they tell a fantastic story. And I'm sure they're helping, you know, lots of people in general, but women that are, you know, coming from similar situations that you came from and you just, I don't. I don't think you give yourself enough credit, but you're stubborn too. At the same time, with that stuff, and a lot of times you don't take your own advice. And I don't. I don't mean that to hurt your feelings at all. But you know, I think it's hard. I'm good at that too. I'm good at telling you, Melissa, what to do and how I would handle it. But half the time, I can't get that sh- stuff together myself. So,
0: well, I think that's just being human. Honestly, I think that yeah. we all have things we see. Our, we can see our weaknesses, but that doesn't mean that we always can overcome them. And even though we're trying, doesn't mean we're always going to be successful. And I think that is the human nature in us. And I think that um, you're right. I'm extremely stubborn. And there are things that I should just let go that I just refuse to let go of. And I need to. Um, there are things that I should believe harder in myself than I do in other people. And that's kind of why i think we need people like you and i our relationship is holding each other accountable and saying hey get your shit together and get out of your funk you know because you're better than this and and that's why i
1: I woke up in a funk this morning to be honest with you like and you know it's you gotta have people that are pushing you to get out of it but yeah man we need people like like you and like like we are with each other and that's fantastic and you know I I'm the same way. I could say all the same things I said about you about myself. Um cuz I am stubborn and you've told me that and yeah. You know, I don't listen to my own advice sometimes and sometimes I know what needs to happen and I I just I either can't bring myself to it or you know, it is what it is, man. But that's what's so fascinating about like podcasts and this kind of medium and this kind of interaction with your fans and people that viewers or whatever you want to call them, um, they get to know you a little bit as a person and not just, you know, I think people have a tendency to to read a book like any of your books and, and say, you know, oh, wow, what a great story. And you dehumanize the, the author a little bit because you're like, well, she made it, she's on top, she wrote a book, and she's a published author. And you still have struggles in life, man, and you're still, you're always going to, because when we stop having problems, we're going to stop growing, and when we stop growing, we might as well die.
0: Absolutely, and that's the thing, it's like a journey, that's like why, you know, the first book, I put the journey to loving myself, because honestly, Joe, I don't necessarily know that I exhibit self-love all the time, I know that I don't, and I, and you can, you can speak to that too, because I know that you've told me many times that if, you know, I love myself more, I wouldn't tolerate this, or I would get past that, or, I would, you know, move in different directions, and so it is a journey, it's not, we, it's not a destination, we don't just arrive, and I think that's so easy for us to look at other people and go, oh man, they've got their life together, but you don't know, you don't see what they're dealing with, you don't see what's going on behind the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can put out in social media, Um, you know, and half of it is just the fluff. It's just the good stuff. It's not, it's not the struggles. It's not the, Hey, I woke up today in a funk and I needed yeah. somebody to get me out of it. You know, and, and nobody really wants to talk about that. I don't think.
1: Uh, very few people. I mean, I make it a point too, because I've had struggles with mental health through my military career and through all kinds of things like that. So whenever I get an opportunity, whether it's a big or small opportunity to speak and let people know that you know, emotions and the things you're feeling are, are normal and everybody has them. And it's, it's not the end of the world, even though it feels like the world might be coming down on you, you know, like it's okay. You're going to make it yeah. till tomorrow. Um, cause some people are, you know, some people battle that more than others. And it, sometimes it even gets to the point of, of suicidal thoughts for some people. I mean, I don't struggle with that myself, but I know people that do. And mm-hmm. you just never know when you have a chance to say something that, that might save somebody's life. So, you know, it's really important, I think, to to do the things you do, like with your books and um, this this kind of medium, too, you know, so.
0: So I was doing this men's conference a couple of weeks ago, and they asked me a question at the end. They said, what do you think would make this world a better place? What do you think you could say to people to encourage them to make this world a better place. And my response was that we could be more kind and understanding and forgiving and gracious towards other people in what they're going through. Like you said, you don't know what somebody's going through and you don't know if your words are going to impact them in a positive way or in a negative way. You could meet somebody out on the street and be a total jerk to them, and they just lost somebody in their life and they're on the brink like you said of suicide or not suicide i know that my father he took his life in uh, on father's day weekend in 76 and that weekend he met with some people that could have stopped or mm. could have prolonged it you know they could it, intervened or said something or done something i'm not saying that he wouldn't eventually have done what he did because right. sometimes somebody's just going to do what they're going to do yeah. And I'm not blaming anybody, but I think that had the people that he been around, maybe possibly, I don't know. Sometimes I think about that. And and, and like I said, yeah. you can't go back and you can't get mad. Or, and I'm not saying it for that reason, but just you have no idea what people are going through and if they need you. And just being available and being sensitive to like you having a bad day. Hey, man, is there something I can do? Well, no, not really. Well, you know, but just... Being present, and that's kind of like what my my book Uncommon Love is about. Even though it's a novel, it's about practicing the gift of being present in people's lives, and not being so absorbed in our own. And I think that we are all guilty of getting so wrapped up in what's going on with us that it's mm-hmm. hard to be there for other people.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, you know, when you first started your spiel, it wasn't a surprise to me that your your solution to that question was all peace and love, man um and i you know i get it that's who you are um but and and we need people like you uh i think my answer would have been different and it's going to sound weird but i think my answer to that question is more brutal honesty um and sometimes we're going to say things to people that hurts their feelings but it's not what you're saying it's how you're saying it and what with what intent um and i think you know we've had many many fired up conversations melissa and i think it's it's not what i say to you it's that you know why i'm saying it and and what my intent is and my intent is to pick you up even if i give you um a critique you know on on something and i don't think people do that enough i don't think we're honest people i think we're afraid of confrontation i think our society's a little bit soft um i think we need a little bit more you know i i know there's a lot of toxic masculinity that that phrase being thrown around all the time I think we need a little bit more masculinity in the world but positive masculinity and and you know I think men need to be honest with each other about their their own mental health and and make it okay to talk about that stuff um and it's okay to to walk up to your bro and be like dude what is your problem like you're you're down I can see it don't give me no bs what's going on with you um and women need to do that with each other uh because you know i'll be honest with you i had a a conversation saturday night um with a good friend of mine and uh she was just in a really bad place and you know it's terrible man Uh, i really kind of depressed me because she's a absolutely gorgeous woman um and frankly most women would be completely jealous of her of her figure and uh she's beautiful inside and she's she's a very attractive lady and she was having body image concerns um because we were anyway i don't give too much up that's her personal business but i'm sharing this as an anecdote to hopefully help somebody that maybe that girl you're looking at on the beach that you're wishing you were her maybe she's feeling the same stuff because my friend that I'm talking about is that girl that you're looking at on the beach saying, I wish I had her body and she's still having the body image stuff. And, um, we just need to be better to each other, man, and be honest. And, you know, I think you're right. I think you and I have two different directions to get to the same location. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, and I think that, you know, you speak to body image and it absolutely happens to thin girls to mm-hmm. overweight it happens to everybody and it's not necessarily just body image sometimes it's that they've got bad acne or that their mm-hmm. hair doesn't grow or we're so focused as a society on the external I'm sorry but we are because like yeah. and I know that when you meet somebody and I'm in the dating world just like you are you meet yeah, somebody and you're either you're I'm either a the girl, dating right? world ladies I hate the dating world but you're either you're either initially like attracted to them or you're not and
1: yes yeah
0: it does how you present yourself i think for me plays more a part of whether or not i find somebody attractive than like necessarily how they look i kind of watch how they act like i was i was out this weekend no i gotta tell you the story i was out this weekend and there were two different guys that Mm -hmm. were hanging out with us and one was a really nice guy but very insecure, and then the other guy was a really nice-looking guy, but also very insecure, and they came at it completely differently. One was like, hey, you know what the difference between a Philly cheesesteak, which I happen to be eating, is, and a blowjob, and I'm like, "Um, no, and he goes, well, here, come, come with me, let me show you, and I'm like, wow, you know, and then the other guy is like, well, I'm just a nice guy, and I, you know, I just... I can't understand why she laughed, and then he's like touching and feeling and putting his head on your shoulder and you're like whoa you know <laughs> so both of those to me I'm like whoa you know it's not just women I don't think that have insecurities I know that men have insecurities too mm-hmm. and it you don't know, you'll shake your head at me
1: <laughs> no it's it's not just women at all man
0: you know but I'm and,
1: agreeing with you I, I know I shook my head in the negative but I, I'm agreeing. it's with just
0: you. <laughs> the dating world sucks and it's hard because you want to meet somebody that's real, but you don't want like too real, too soon, too. I mean, like, I didn't want to know this guy's whole personal history in the first 10 minutes that I met him because he was so looking for somebody to, to connect with. But then this other guy who's looking to connect is you're just like, wow. Um, and I know women do the same thing that men do. I'm not putting that out there that it's just men. I will thank not you. do that because thank you. there are women that you sit down next to him and you know everything about them in, in 10 minutes
1: chicks are crazy you guys have this like goldilocks zone where we have to be in it's not only a goldilocks zone like the goldilocks zone also moves (laughs) (laughs) so i mean ladies from a guy's perspective um man just be a little easier (laughs) on dudes man we're trying i swear most of us there are good dudes out there i know a lot of ladies feel like there's not There are good dudes out there that are trying, recognize when a guy is trying, you know, help him out a little bit. That's all I'm saying. But we're, you know, guys in our confidence thing, you know, that's, we know women want confidence and like, even the unconfident dudes know that they have to fake it till they make it on the confidence thing. And that's, that's tough. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm a confident dude, probably bordering bordering on arrogant and I don't have a lot of reason (laughs) to be, but, you know, I feel for the dudes that that do have that confidence issue approaching women. It's not easy to approach a woman and talk to her and try to get to know her. And, um, you know, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I got, you know, rejected in not a nice way. Uh, And that's not easy, man. Rejection sucks.
0: Well, okay. So I have another friend that was out with us and she's, you know, she's not a Barbie doll, but she is, she's freaking amazing personality. I mean, Mm -hmm. the girl can make you laugh like nobody's business. She's really strong. She's really successful. And she was telling me about this guy that told her, well, you can't get on my boat because there's a weight requirement. I mean, so men can be total assholes. Oh, absolutely. You have to, I mean, and, and the thing about it is, and just like she said, men, most men can lose weight just like that. Most men can say, oh, I'm going to do this. And they just do it because you're made. Different. Let me
1: find them dudes because well, hey, none of them. my friends have that issue. See, women
0: are far more accepting than men are. Y'all
1: women have these ideas about us that are false. Like that one you just talked about.
0: No, false. no, my friend. False. No, my friend. I See, so- I, look at me,
1: look at me in this picture right now. I look like I got big, broad shoulders and like I'm in shape, but ladies, I got a gut. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. Yeah, well, I'm sure a girl never grabbed your belly and said, you know, that has to go. I'm sure no one has ever said that to you.
1: Well, don't be so sure. I mean, so it's good that you bring that stuff up because, uh, well, let's talk about physical attraction because I I wanted to say something about that when you we're talking about that a few minutes ago and we kind of followed another path of conversation but um here's a here's a secret for all the ladies in the audience from a guy's perspective on physical attraction uh yeah a man is physically attracted to a woman initially and that is what you know drives us to go say hello or make the conversation happen or whatever but that physical attraction can be affected by your behavior ladies and there's women in my life that um, are absolutely beautiful women uh, but they are no longer physically attractive to me because of their behavior and there are women in my life that are outside of my normal physical attraction wheel that are very attractive because they're beautiful people so um, don't feel like we're just pigs, like obviously we're not like, yeah yes, i don't I don't want to be crude, yes, we like physical features, and we like beautiful faces, and we like this and that and another thing, but it's not the only thing that matters to us, don't feel that way, well, and I
0: think. in your defense in what you're saying i think women notice that about men too like women notice if a guy is good they're just not as vocal about it they're not going to say oh hey check out that and they're not going to google and well unless they're with their girlfriends if they're with their girlfriends (laughs) they might but like i've been with men before and they're like oh man look at the butt on her or and Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm sitting right here like we may not be in a relationship but i seriously don't want to hear what your thoughts are on this person's body because i can obviously what's that
1: yeah, but that's you. Some women are different. Like I was with, uh, I was hanging out, not not seeing anybody, but I was hanging out with a, a girl at a party on, on Saturday. And like, she's the complete and total opposite of what you're describing of, don't say that in front of me. I'm I'm offended. She's like, oh, check her out, you know, and like, kind of, you know, I mean, everybody's different. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And maybe I'm not articulating it well. I think we're all individual people and maybe we need to stop defining each other by our um man, I sound like a liberal, but maybe we need to <laughs> maybe we need to stop defining each other by our genders so much. I, I mean I think it obviously matters women are women and women are different, and men are men and men are different, but we are ultimately people and we have more in common than we have differences. Um, and everybody's a little different, man. Like, you know, I mean, you know, like we have tons of differences and, but we're still, we're still friends and we still love each other, man. And yeah. that's, that's what's important, you know, like and some, some women are very sensitive to that. And, you know, I've dated women in the past where if I even took a glance on the street at somebody, they were offended, Um, which is, I think, too high of an expectation, frankly. Um, and then, you know, there's women that are, I've dated women too, that were like, hey, you missed that one, check her out, you know, so I don't think all women are the same, you know.
0: Well, and it might come down to how secure they are in, in, in themselves too. Mm-hmm. It, it very well could because you know, I mean, body image is something I've struggled with my whole life. It's not a secret. Right. And so it's hard for me to be around somebody else that's going to point out perfect bodies to everybody else. Yeah. You know? And um, but like even when I was a size four, I didn't think I had a perfect body. So like mm. for me, it's a mental thing. Yes, I don't know I what a size four
1: is, Melissa. Like, give me some kind of okay, context.
0: Little bitty, like a hundred pounds, okay. hundred and twenty pounds. Oh, that's geez. okay. I still felt that. Like I, I was anorexic and I thought that I was hideous. Yeah. And so I'd look in the mirror and that's all I saw. And so it's been a struggle. But I think it's more in my head, not that I don't need to lose weight, mm-hmm. because I do. But the thing is, it's not what defines me. And I've always let it define me and define whether mm-hmm. or not I was worthy of being loved. And a yeah. lot of women feel that way. Because a lot of men, unfortunately, like to make comments to mm-hmm. women about their weight. They do. And that's and not,
1: yeah, that's not acceptable. That's not okay.
0: It's not okay. Because <clears throat> men are deficient in other areas. And they may not be mm-hmm. like, out in your face where you can see what their deficiencies are but they have things that i just think that women in general struggle with it more i hope because... this is not
1: inappropriate but but like let me let me ask you something like this is something that's always a fascinated me mm-hmm. like you you women have to deal with the fact that i'm going to say this as politely as i can oh everybody everybody knows your chest size
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can't hide it like some women are born and they're not uh, they don't have a large chest and some women have a great chest <laughs> or whatever, you know, I mean, everybody yeah. likes different stuff. So I shouldn't say great. Like it's just different. Yeah. Right. So um, I've always wondered how we, as men would deal with that if we walked around in public and everybody knew our manly man, manly head size, you know, like I don't think we could deal with that.
0: <laughs> I don't either. Honestly, because <laughs> i was out last night and there were these two guys sitting at the bar one was on one side of me one was on the other side of my friend and she had these pictures because she went down to key west and they do this weird thing where they paint their bodies and they're naked they're completely naked it's
1: not weird it's totally awesome key west is amazing
0: okay whatever so (laughs) the one guy is like no way some 70 year old guy had a you know and she's like oh yeah so she pulls out this picture and that um, dude's been
1: going down there for a while. There's one, like, 70, 80-year-old dude that goes down there. Yeah. He painted, like, a sorry. candy
0: cane. And she's yeah. showing the picture. And this guy over here's jealous because he's like, dude, he's 70. <laughs> what's he going to do with one that size? So like, oh, my gosh. So, honestly, in answer to that question, I think y'all would be like, you'd never go out because, or you'd be patting yourselves or whatever, you know. Well, some dudes
1: would. Some dudes would be out. Okay.
0: Some probably don't have to. But... <laughs> it's a fair statement we all have insecurities let's just let's just boil it down to that because i've only got nine yeah. minutes left of this but okay we all have insecurities and we sorry have I, I
1: took this way off the, the are- railroad tracks like you're probably gonna lose viewers they're gonna be like who the hell is this guy man
0: no this is supposed to be <laughs> this is just a fun conversation people getting to know me and so they're getting to know me through you and with the kinds of conversations that we have so um, <laughs>
1: They're either going to so, love me or absolutely hate me. I'm probably going to get all kinds of hate messages. I promise I'm a good dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess back to the original, you think most people should know that I'm not arrived. That's your that's your kind of succinct thing. I tonight.
1: wouldn't say that at all. No, <laughs> I'd be mean, good grief. This is what me and Melissa do when we talk is uh, I'll say something and then she'll regurgitate it to me in the way that she heard it. <laughs> And it's never the way I meant it. Like, No, I, I think you, I mean.
0: So no, let's let me back process up. No, for you're... a
1: second and I'll respond. So here's this thing. I think you in many ways have arrived and you don't give yourself credit <laughs> for it.
0: That's like, true.
1: I know you have more to do and I know you're a motivated person and, and you, you have more that you want to succeed. But I, I give yourself credit sometimes and just be like, hey, I'm pretty awesome.
0: Thank you. Um, I think that since we have met, I have come, I don't want to say full circle, but I think I was at a completely different mindset when you and I first met completely. And then the things that I walked through that you were there to help me through, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, have changed me a lot. I will never say that I've arrived because every day is a choice. Every day I have to get up and decide if I'm going to believe the good or if I'm going to believe the bullshit. And um, that's, yeah, that's just frankly d- what it dangerous comes down thing
1: to. To ever say you've arrived, uh, you know, I think if you, if you're arrogant enough to say you've arrived, you got other issues.
0: Absolutely. And I don't, I, I think the other thing on that conversation with the the question about what would make this world a better place is just not mm-hmm. being so critical of people. I think, you know, we talk about self-image, we talk about insecurities, we talk about all these things. We have this sin of comparison, I call it, you know, like men, you know, mm-hmm. you talk about the the pant size and then the women mm-hmm. and if we could just be content in who we are and accept other people for who they are. And I know that's the peace, love, rah, rah, hippie in me, but
1: what's well, such a balance, right? Because I think you're right. And I think everything you're saying is correct, but there's a balance to it. You can't go too far the other way too. people need to hear what they're doing incorrectly. And
0: you do need accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can go off the deep end. If we, if mm-hmm. it, there is, there is a balance because it's like mm-hmm. this whole self-love thing. Like I said, if you get too focused on this self-love, you can become a selfish person and you can end up hurting people while you're trying supposedly to preserve yourself.
1: buzzword right now is narcissist.
0: It is a buzzword. I will, I will a hundred percent agree with that. And I think that People overuse words. They, they grab onto yeah. something and they just run with it. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think everybody's a narcissist. I think
1: right. everyone struggles with. Not everyone that breaks up with you is a narcissist. Get over it.
0: <laughs> I never said they were. No,
1: nah, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your audience. Somebody <laughs> needed to hear that. Someone okay. needed to hear that.
0: Okay. I agree. Not everyone is a narcissist and not yeah. everyone is, you know, I don't know.
1: I think we we all do that. Like men tend to do the comparison thing with the physical features of women, which is absolutely wrong and, and immoral. Um, but women tend to do the comparison thing with more emotional stuff. And what I see a lot in the dating world and what I've experienced myself is girls comparing their boyfriend or significant other or husband to their girlfriend's significant other. And well, you know, Johnny does this with, you know, Sarah and Johnny does this for Sarah and jo- that's, that's Johnny and Sarah. You want, right. you want Johnny, go take Johnny.
0: No, um, don't go take Johnny. Johnny, and Sarah, <laughs> don't tell people that
1: shit. You know what I mean? Go you know find your intent. own Johnny. You know, my intent behind that is like, just quit looking at other people's relationships and trying to model your relationship after theirs. Yeah. Because it ruins your relationship.
0: Absolutely. You have to
1: build to something that you're comfortable with. And if you feel like you can't build to that, then you need to move on.
0: Right. And I will add to that. Stop trying to be somebody else. Just be who you are, because you're never going to be that person ever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You could lose all the weight in the world. You could have surgery. You could, you know, you could do whatever. You're never going to be that other person. You weren't created to be that person. You were created to be you. And yeah. um and it's really true, and I really hated hearing this for a long time is the people that love you will come along and they'll see you for who you are. But it really is a hundred percent true. No, don't it's
1: you're right, you're right. I, I see just you I for the, who you
0: are. I love you. And you know, I mean there are things that and you know, you I just hate me, all and, these
1: I hate all these memes that women I post know. on like Facebook and stuff. You know I hate that. And if it's if it sounds like it's been on a meme on Facebook, I hate it.
0: I am not quoting memes. Saying, I know you're not. Like I used to say live, laugh, love or whatever. I want to live, <laughs> yeah, laugh, right. and love. And everyone's like, oh my God, you sound like it. And I'm like, but that's really, I mean, I can't help it that somebody put it on a piece of. You know, no, meaning. I
1: mean, you're right. It's a saying and it's like people say it for a reason because it's, it's often true. I just, I don't like absolutes, you know that. And when yep. people take things as it's always true, such as once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe in that one um, because people do get better. They do grow. And if you don't believe people can grow and get better, then why are you even living life?
0: Right. I you agree know? with that too.
1: You know, like you can't judge people always by their past or or what have you. And that's just one example. I mean, there's many of those cliche sayings that we use that we say it's always true and just absolutes are dangerous. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, well, like, like, oh, you know, you're going to, once you're not looking for somebody, that's when you'll find them. I hate that. Oh, person.
0: I hate that too. I I can't stand <laughs> that. I'm like, shut up.
1: Yeah. As soon as I go and recoil into my house and become a recluse, she'll just come knock on my door.
0: Right? I know. It's like, how are you not going to be looking for it? Everyone is essentially looking for a person to do life with, whether you're getting married or whether you're just hanging out or whatever. Everyone wants someone to to call up to vent to to share yeah, yeah. I mean so you're always looking and that's just total garbage and I agree yeah. with you a hundred percent on that I hate that saying I hate that saying
1: um so that but- anyway that's why I made a funny face when you said that it was actually a very good statement and I agree with it it's just all those cliches scare me a little to be honest because yeah. if they're true then damn
0: yeah then we're all in, we're all in trouble yeah Well, I will say I absolutely do love you. Thank you for coming on and talking today. Um, I had fun uh, with us. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Still need to do that book. He said, she said, I think it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Dude, don't give our our freaking idea away, man.
0: Hey, no, nobody's (laughs) going to have our ideas. Nobody can be us.
1: (laughs) All right. I appreciate you. I'm glad that you're one of those people that I can call and vent to. And like, thank you for having me on. I come on anytime you want. You know, I like doing this stuff. Yeah. I got my own little thing I do too. So
0: yeah. Tell everybody about it. it. You got one minute. (laughs) All
1: right. I got one minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently doing a podcast, uh, for the Kansas city chiefs. I'm a huge chiefs fan. So ladies, I definitely want more female chiefs fans in my audience and, and, uh, it's called kingdom come chiefs podcast and it's on YouTube.
0: Awesome. Well, everyone, you guys have a good week. Uh, we will see you next time on come out of your show.
1: All right. See you later. Bye.
0: Bye.